Hello and welcome to the final part of the Verbal Discharge Best of 2016 podcast. It has been three parts. We realise that's probably too long. We realise that the four odd hours it takes to listen to it is probably more than you really wanted to listen to of us going back over the old bits. But there we go. Um, we will be back to the normal podcast, not up on Sundays and not just compilations next week, a normal one on a Friday as normal. Uh, when we will hopefully also be making a couple of very exciting announcements, uh, including, hopefully our next live show so if you just listen to the next podcast next week for that in the meantime here's the best of some of the previous shows here we go episode 65 with danny hard and two crude ducks hey up pet it's me james and welcome to verbal discharge yes uh that's right um it's uh it's me uh robbie robbie owen and um it's it's me um ben ben knight star wars um and memes it's me, Jordan Reynolds. I'm from Telford, and I play lots of Dark Souls. <laughs> you play lots of Dark Souls? Uh, uh, I don't know, Jordan. Have you played a lot of Dark Souls? <laughs> yeah. Jordan, have you I, have you um, have you played a lot of uh, Dark Souls? Yes, I have played a lot of Dark Souls. Also, I'm from Telford. I, I I've I've never played Dark Souls, but I've seen lots of memes about it. <laughs> Memes is that is that like when a man um, <laughs> says says uh, says uh, me uh, twice? <laughs> Just realised how easy I am to parody. I mean, how easy Robbie is to parody. You know, my my favourite thing about this exercise is that we, is that we, we, we see sort of uh, the, the the image that we project to the world, <laughs> sort of sort of pointed back at us in in such vivid technical. <laughs> The thing is that we've known each other for so long, yet all we've got is like one key characteristic about each other that we're sort of pinning as as our sole character. Hey, I've got, I've got than... two, Telford and Dark Souls. Oh yeah, I've Telford got two. Dark Souls, yeah. Which I suppose is the same kind of thing. The double-edged sword of Jordan. I've got, Jordan's sort of two of me seem to be that I'm just northern and loud. <laughs> are, we, are, are we returned to our original figures now? Have we returned back to our own bodies? I think so. I think, I think so. so. I think, well, that, that was an interesting experiment into the realm of the meta. Hi, I'm Ben, and I literally just wrote uh, in marker pen, slut and fart on two rubber ducks. Yeah. yeah. See, the interesting thing about uh, the ducks having the word slut and fart written on them is that it's, it's sort of like, like if, if I were a sort of explorer trying to scavenge my way through a post-apocalyptic society <laughs> and I was looking for Ben Knight, I would just follow the trail of graffiti and various words that he inevitably writes on anything he's near until I finally uh, followed him back to his lair. I also, uh, I also wrote on his subway cup where I changed subway to subwank. <laughs> <laughs> so we've actually got an exciting thing that's coming up now that'll be in the podcast in just a moment, which is that we recently went and me, James and Jordan went and did an interview with a noteworthy man. We did, we did. He, w- he was noteworthy and also a man. Yes. And this man's name was... Luther Bizzle. No. No, no. The one, the one we got to replace him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we probably won't get that, that guy that we were hoping to. In, and to his find. name was, and then can we insert here, um, one of the clips from his, uh, sort of the intro to his podcast. Mm. It's just like, Danny Howard. <laughs> Danny Howard. Danny Howard. Danny Howard. Danny Howard. Danny Howard. He's the greatest man on Radio One. Daniel, Daniel Shelley Howard. Oh, we, it's a massive overlap because we can't decide on the Flintstones theme. <laughs> anyway, here's the, George Jetson. Here, here's the interview with Danny Howard. Yeah, we all, we all good to go. 
Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, just that, that's, a, that's a yawn of excitement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> glad. <laughs> Hello. We are Verbal Discharge. This is Phantom Media, and we are here having a pint with Radio One's Danny Howard. You nearly forgot my name then, didn't you? <laughs> no, Radio no, Jordan One's pushed my hand down. Okay, Nick Grimshaw, <laughs> Greg James, Danny yeah. Howard. Danny Howard. Who else is on Radio <laughs> One? Who else is on? It's not Clara, I can tell that yeah, much. Definitely not Clara. <laughs> so how are you doing today, Danny? Yeah, good, thank you. Excited to be here. I've never been to Derby before, I don't think. Definitely not Derby University. So At uh, least not that you can remember. Uh, no, no, I've, I've never been here. I've had a quick look in the club. It's packed. Uh, mm. She's like a good buzz out there. So, yeah, can't wait to get on the decks. Is your mum into dance music? Is that um, no, but she just tells me I'm great because I'm a son. Obviously. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a good uh, So there was a... I was in da Club last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah club. as I call it. <laughs> club. club. Yeah, um, obviously comfortable as I think that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I heard this song. I haven't been able to get my head ever since. I was just wondering whether you, obviously, being knowledgeable... Knew what it was. It sort of went a bit like sort of um foot 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 um um, when me, Robbie, and Jordan were sat there waiting, we were expecting. No, I, I, of course, not because I just watched the interview just then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we were we were expecting listeners, just some sort of like just radio one, just like basically just some troglodyte <laughs> to just coming in and pressing play on his uh, on his on his Mac, and then that's his set done. Mm. But um, in, instead, what we got was was this guy who seemed like really genuinely interested mm. in his craft, really sort of appreciative for his fans and this sort of following he's managed to cultivate for himself. He had really, he was, really mastered how to press play on the iPad. Yeah, like he could press yeah. it sort of so- softly enough that you couldn't hear the click when you, you pressed it. It was oh, majestical. Um, I like you really talking shit after his after you're not speaking to him anymore. <laughs> he's he like, yeah, what a bellow, mate. No, he, he was actually no, he, he was, was actually, he was really nice. He was, he was actually really dead nice. Like, I, I totally. I'd interview the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, he actually seemed like an artist. We had a thing where we were talking, sort of coming up with questions and so on beforehand, where we said we were exclusively going to refer to him in the interview as superstar DJ Danny Howard. Um, and we did it. James did it once. And then instantly he went, Oh, I think you're overselling me, mate. I'm like, oh, no, no, we, we want you to have an ego. We want you to be what were you expecting but no he was really really nice yeah it's, it's quite an unpleasant feeling when you really gear yourself up for being just absolutely horrible to somebody and then you meet them and they're lovely and modest mm. I mean have you seen Jordan's big clockwork penis how do you how do you like your coffee with loads of cum in it um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I that's like, gonna be on that's gonna be in Robbie's tombstone <laughs> how do you like coffee with loads of cum in it I I like the thought of loads of Danny Howard fans downloading this podcast to hear yeah, from their idol like, and now oh, listening right, to this who are the guys? Who are the guys who interviewed Danny Howard? I'm a big fan of Radio One and Danny Howard. And then we just listen to it. It's like coffee with loads of cum in it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, what a show it's been. I hope you guys have enjoyed recording it, and I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it. Jordan. Final word of the show. Cirrusus. What does that mean? It, 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 it's a lingering whisper. <laughs> Episode sixty-six. Going to the boring French pudding bollock. The night has been long, and so is your penis. And so somewhere inside me is Alan Rickman right now. Two Gandhis don't make a Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... You're eight kids. Watch me. I'm going to cover my balls in Bovril. <laughs>
I often collect rainwater in my um, Yorkshire pudding shaped testicles. <laughs> Look got... at us fucking master race. My name is James. Um, I'm driving this holy belly button ship. We were waiting for James in the studio just, mm-hmm. and he, he he couldn't get in because he'd forgotten how to open the door. Yeah. Oh, we, we that's were, what it was. We were oh, we, we were waiting for half an hour. Me and Jordan sat in the studio. And then sort of, I just, I just ring James because we're used to you being late. Sort of, thought, fine. But I'll ring you, and we had it on speakerphone, <laughs> and James answers, and we have the moment where those that listened to the show two weeks ago, the live show, we know we waited for a moment to see if it was James's answer machine. They responded, "Yeah, where are you?" I said, oh, "I'm, I'm here, oh, lad. I'm here, lad. I'm here." Like that because that's how you sound. <laughs> um, and he said, "Yeah, I can't get into the studio." I said, "Well, why not?" I said, "You know the door. Yeah, it won't open." Have you, have, you, have you tried pushing it, James? <laughs> At which point you suddenly sort of realised that there was a, there was a new concept to you pushing a door it open. Just did, it genuinely just did not occur to me. <laughs> like, like I, I, I went up to the door. Yeah, I went all the way to it, and normally it's an automatic door, which is mm-hmm. I think what threw me. I walked up to it and it didn't open, and I thought this is odd. And then I turned to it, and there was a button that's like an emergency open button. Press that, nothing happened. <laughs> And I just thought, well, I'm never getting through this door ever again. <laughs> but you give it a gentle push and whap, whap, whap. It opens and it makes that noise. It makes that noise that exactly. Noise. Like, like a saloon door in a western. Yeah, and then everyone around you freezes and looks at you. But there was no one around. And the band stops playing. Yeah, thankfully there was no one but around. yeah, there was no one around and there was no band. So yeah. you, you just have to <laughs> just use your imagination. nothing like it. Just nothing like a saloon door in a western. Charlie bites a finger. What happens to the other boy? Whoa, he's a zombie now. Well, yeah. you're striking your debt. You've, yeah. you've bit your second kid now, Mr. Tibbles. <laughs> Don't let me catch you doing it again or you'll get in the injection. Yeah. Okay. Um, baby panda with man flu. Uh, and when I had my first child, um, Noah, I call him, um, I named him after the Russell Crowe film, um, <laughs> I decided to do this. This is the only thing that really calms me. It's the thing that's really got me over the sort of prenatal, the postnatal stress, rather. Um, I just covered my hands in PVA glue. And while I was doing this, I peeled it off slowly. I waited a few hours. Um, I sort of slept, which was a nice thing. Um, as any of you, I mean, both of you have given birth before, both of you are mothers. Um, as you know, there is sort of the, the stress that comes with that. You just pass out when it's finished, finally. And then the baby wakes you up if it's screaming and you think, oh, it's okay because I love it so much. Um, that little little creature, that little mini me. Um, but I was there. Um, yeah, I I had um, Tony go and take Noah off to the side, look after him for a few hours while I passed out. And when I woke up, the glue had dried, and I began peeling off. And that was the thing that got me over my my postnatal stress, um, and the thing that stopped me really heading down a suicidal path. You just you can do whatever you want. It can go anywhere. You yeah. can instantly have something that looks a lot like semen at your disposal potentially do you, at your fingertips. Do you want to know another way you can have something that looks a lot like semen? What? By wanking off your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you can't. If you I let just, that dry I, I was, if I, you let that dry on your hands, I it was, takes more than it doesn't peel off nicely. I, I wasn't ready for you to say that. <laughs> just, that, that was, they, they, were, they were the words I least expected to come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and yet out they came. And there they were. Like, like my husband. All on the same wavelength. I think we need to move towards a society in which all we do is draw slightly shit pictures of schoolyards. What other colours of people coming? Green, green ones. I've seen some green ones on the TV. Um, You can get all of those colours. That's Kermit. Yeah. yeah. I I commit to (laughs) my (laughs) democracy.
Verbal discharge. Dot. Goodie gay. That's the one. And I believe that brings us to a crashing, shuddering crescendo. Well, have we got any final words for the show? You'll notice that I said final words, not final word. Mm. Mixing it up. Mm. Okay. Interesting idea. Someone's still going to have the final word. Yes. But we're all having a final words. Uh, Okay, so we get two words each. Oh. Oh. Okay. Who's going Uh, first? Jordan, you want your final words? Oh, okay, okay. Zeitgeist. That's one word. Cocaine. That's, that's, that's two, two words. words. That's all that's right. Two words. two words. Hashtag Dench Gang. Why don't you come to our interview, Lethal Bizzle, you fuck? <laughs> Episode 67 Get Shrekt. Michael Kane. You know, soon enough, there's going to be. <laughs> There's going to be, to grow on your point, Jordan, there's oh. going to be porn stars younger than Shrek. Oh. As in the film Shrek, not as in oh. the, the, <laughs> the, the character no, yeah. of Shrek. <laughs> I hope they were, yeah. How old that. is Shrek during the events of Shrek uh, 1 through 4? 19. <laughs> <laughs> Adventures of an Adolescent Shrek <laughs> Starring Shailene Woodley and he, I'd, wa- I'd watch that I'd definitely watch that he's Shrek when he's... With all like, the awkward teenagers he's, he's trying to fit in He's getting like... a bit moodier Like yeah. he, he tries smoking behind a bike shed or <laughs> yeah. something He <laughs> turns up to his swamp prom And there he is He's wearing the same costume As the most popular girl in school but the most, everyone... popular <laughs> most popular ogre Most popular ogre in school <laughs> Like, Who's just donkey in a costume? Every night he co- he comes home and he quickly goes through the door and straight up the stairs. He goes into his room and like bites his pillow and cries <laughs> furiously. And he's just like, "Oh, I'll never be a real ogre." Yeah. And then uh, he's he's got uh, like a big ogre dad who's uh, who's a metaphor for Mike Myers' dad, and he's he's just he's really abusive. Yeah, every time someone knocks on the door, like one of Shrek's man friends, he's like, "Oh, your girlfriend's here." <laughs> you don't understand. I like real music, like All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> That's all he listens to. He's up there in his room as a really edgy teenager with his like swamp earphones on. Wait, when did Ben Knight start playing Shrek? <laughs> Hashtag cut for All Star. So, of course, I went home to my mom. It's interesting to see that's a habit that's carried yeah. through your life. So I went home to my mom, and mm. I went, Yo, mom, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> and I've never, I have never seen my mom, like, turn around in horror so, so quickly. Like, where did you learn that word? It was, up! I was from a Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, no, swear words are bad, kids. Don't learn them. Don't learn them. Don't listen to this podcast either. <laughs> Stop. Okay, so here's the first clip, and when this finishes, I want you to pick it up and continue the conversation. Okay, are you ready? Okay. You can't smoke here. What, not even outside? Not even inside. Well, pardon me, Mr. Ballinger. Or may I call you Maestro? You certainly may not. I am Michael Kane. I am not Maestro Kane. Put out your cigarette, it'll kill you. I should know, I'm very old, I've seen a lot of things. Who, who, who's Michael Caine? It is me, I am Michael Caine. But I thought you were Maestro Thingy. No, I, I explicitly just said to you that I am not Maestro Caine. I am Michael Caine. Then why on earth would I want to talk to you? Because you are smoking and you should stop it. But doesn't Michael Caine like to smoke? Michael Caine... Speaking in third person. Does not like to smoke. Michael Caine's lungs 
are clean and healthy. Is Michael Caine a house elf now? Suspect <laughs> <laughs> <back>, so. <laughs> that was that was pretty much exactly what happened in the film. Really? That was yeah. It was exactly that. Michael Caine breaks the fourth wall <laughs> and the character and starts uh, an anti-smoking. Act. <laughs> yeah. Have you considered stopping smoking this October? <laughs> Please stop smoking. You're hurting your lungs. <laughs> stop it. Don't keep smoking. You'll just kill yourself very, <laughs> very slowly. I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> I've let you down. I've let your family down. But most importantly, I've let myself, Michael Caine, down. <laughs> down. It sounds like you're about to fire yourself on The Apprentice. <laughs> you're feared. I can't know. Wait, well, I was like, Alan Sugar is not that Scottish. You're, you're, you're feared. You're feared, you skinny weekend. Get in my office. In my office there. <laughs> you will not be my apprentice. I am sorry to have disappointed you, Mr. Sugar. Do you mind if I bum a cheeky cigarette? <laughs> I can give you a cigarette if you like, because I'm... No, should we stop this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, Jordan, you didn't say thank you. Thank you for listening. Good, thank you. Jordan, final word of the show. Thank you. That's two. It's a... What is it? Yeah. Leave it, leave it. We, we no. deliberate over the final word too often. Thank dash... Thank hyphen you. Episode 68, Aladdin Kane. I, I thought I was at home and enjoying a pleasant... Wank. Well, I knew that was coming. What would the terrible price be of having a 12-inch penis? Uh, you've got to be Owen Smith. Trip over it. Does Owen Smith have a 12-inch penis? Yeah. Who is Owen Smith? Is he a rugby player? No, he no, ran the lead <laughs> The one that was trudging. Oh, under. that one. Oh, that one. I forgot who Owen Smith was. I forgot about this. I totally forgot he, he made a joke about having a 12-inch penis. I mean, in my, in my, in my case, he keeps slapping on my thigh and he can't sneak up in any way. All right, there. It's me, Guy Ritchie. I'm from London. I'm I'm Guy Ritchie. Uh, <laughs> I've got no, why are I've all got of no idea. The same. I've got no idea Guy how Guy Ritchie sounds. You sound awful like Steinfeld. <laughs> 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 I'm actually a big fan of Jubal Steinfeld, the number one football commentator in all of the land. I'm from London. I'm a bleeding mag. I am. And do you know what? I like the apples and pears, and I like. Chairs, which is how I'm saying that I like stairs and I like apples and pears because I'm Guy Ritchie and I'm from London and I'm going to give you, this is my theme tune from the new, not Wizard of Oz, the other one, Aladdin. <laughs> I'm doing Aladdin. This is, this is the theme tune. Oh, I come from a town, from a far south place where bleeding mugs roam. My boss, Fat Mike, is intense. He kills with no recompense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. With a fuzz on your back, I've hit more than Fred West. It ain't safe to walk alone at night. But come on down, stop on by, hop in a, a, cab, a black cab and fly by to London. To London Town! <laughs> town in London Town! I've made more brown bread, I've cut off more people's heads in lots of different ways. Oh, London Town! I'm Guy Ritchie and I'm directing Aladdin! Oh, London Town! That's the new theme tune from the new Aladdin movie. That was beautiful. Yeah. Why did you not do Guy Ritchie, fabulous, he, director of. 
Aladdin. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> so, um, all right, all right there, lads. How are you, how are you doing? I'm all right, Guy Ritchie. All right, how are you doing, Guy Ritchie? I'm all right, yeah. Uh, my name's Guy Ritchie. I'm a you know. huge fan of Snatch. Are you? Are you? Like Donald Trump? <laughs> you just... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you may, You may know me. Carry on. You may know me as the 1990s band... Weezer, um, behind hits such, uh, that was like Geezer, it was Cockney Rhyming Slam for Geezer. It's a 1990s band Weezer. It means Geezer in Cockney Rhyming Slam. Weezer are still making music though. Yeah, but they started in the 90s, they found in the 90s. Um, <laughs> behind, behind films such as, uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Towels. That's Cockney Rhyming Slang for Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, not even close. <laughs> And uh, Revolver, which is objectively the best film ever. If you look at Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, it says best film ever is Revolver. Um, I also directed the Lengthy Tones film starring uh, Bobbert Frowny Lady Gaga, um, which is the name of the guy that also plays Iron Man. Um, to explain the Lady Gaga bit, um, there's a Samoan rugby player called Junior Polly and Gaga. Um, and Junior oh, that was, into, that was yeah. Um, so, so what you've done there, instead of making a play on one thing, <laughs> is you have linked your joke through a rugby player yeah. in, order, in order to create some strange comedy circle. <laughs> yes. Um, the that's... comedy of Roboros that eats its own tail. <laughs> um, it also starred Jude Mandraw. But, but now you can witness my, my greatest nuclear fission for a movie um, yet as I present uh, Gay Kitchies that's my, my <laughs> as, as Cockney Rhyming Slang Is that Cockney Aladdin. Rhyming Slang? Why are you trying to deprive the world of Michael Caine's penis? Because, Michael's I mean I, I personally <laughs> Well, we hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to here Robbie, final word of the show Okay, that was rubbish Robbie, final word of the show. Okay, that was rubbish. Robbie, <laughs> second to last word of the show. Okay, that was rubbish. Robbie, final word of the show. I wish Robbie would say a final word of the show. Okay, that was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was rubbish, though. Okay, that was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so, for episode 69, instead of doing a very obvious sex joke we decided to do an entire episode in which we marathoned one of the most critically reviled sitcoms of all time. Um, and the eventual landslide winner, beating out the lights of Joey and Harry and Henderson's, was The Big Bang Theory. I think because we've all, all four of us have been on record as saying we hate The Big Bang Theory before now on the podcast. And so we had to sit down and we tr- we eventually watched three episodes. We intended to watch the whole season, but we just ran out of time, patience, and general will to go on. Um, so yeah, we watched, we marathoned the Big Bang Theory and recorded our thoughts and put them out on the podcast. So you can hear all of that if you go and listen to it, or you can hear right now our entire commentary on episode two of the Big Bang Theory in full, but brought down from 21 minutes to 21 seconds. Episode 69, The Large Boom Hypothesis, A Gradual Maddening.
Episode 70 in memory of Benjamin David Knight, 1993 to 2016. Oh, what a lovely, lovely day it is. I'm so, so glad, Robbie, that you and me decided Mm. to take this trip to this mysterious cabin in the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah. I really like the fact that we can't get a Wi-Fi or phone signal here. It is so comforting to know that we are completely cut off from the outside world and that nothing we do will have any chance of getting contacted. My other favourite thing is the fact that the date is currently the 31st of October. And do you know why I like that date? Why? Because the day we recorded the first Global Discharge podcast. Is it really? Yeah, three years ago. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. And now here we are celebrating in the middle of the woods, just the two of us, without Ben and Jordan. Oh. oh. What was... Was that a... Was that a mysterious rap on the door? Did, did you, like, order a burrito like Ben did on last week's podcast? No, I haven't, I haven't ordered anything. I mean, I, I, I ordered a, a Three Chefs, but that shouldn't be here for at least another 20 minutes. Their, their delivery times are just through the roof, if that's what that is. Oh, shit, they're impatient. <laughs> oh, God. Um, maybe it is Three Chefs. It's all three of the chefs. They've come. They've come for <laughs> us. Should we, should we let them in? Should we, we let's, let's maybe do this. Let's, let's, maybe uh, it's the neighbours. There are no neighbours. The neighbours an owl. Um, what if it's the owl? Should we, should we go see if it's the owl? We shouldn't keep him waiting. No, we shouldn't. We should, come on, let, let's go over. Let's. I mean, like, owls only live for 16 years. So really, yeah. Right, we, we should open this door now. Yeah, we should probably open the door. Should we... Yeah, oh, you, what a lovely hallway we've got. Oh, this, this is door. a lovely hallway. This door. Look how open that door is now. (laughs) I opened that door so well and so hard. Hey, it's me, the third chef out of the three chefs. Third chef? What happened to the other two chefs? Nothing that you need to know. Here's your food order. Oh, thank you. But there's something you have to do to get the food order. Sorry, before you do that. No, I paid by card. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Chef, I just want to know... I, yes. I I want to inquire about um about your meatballs. <laughs> your big meaty balls. <laughs> how how are your meatballs? They're spicy meatballs. <laughs> Robot poo. It's uh, <laughs> my new song. Robot poo, pooping robots, pooping microchips, pooping robot, pooping lots of bits, pooping robots, pooping all day and all night. It's been a hard day's pooping robot chips, and I've been pooping like a robot. It's been a hard day's pooping, robot pooping, and I've been pooping like a poop poop. Oh, all the things that poop, you poop, 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 just just days ago, he tripped over a fresh meme, and he just collapsed. And it turned out he was allergic to memes the whole time. And what he'd been doing his entire life was trying to build up a resistance to them. But this, this meme was just so dank and so fresh that he simply couldn't deal with it. He it was, was overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed by the meme, and he burst. A meme flew out of his chest. Yeah. 
Okay, guys. So um, I'm Sean. I'll be your Hi. psychic for the evening. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you're you, Sean. Here, you're here at my establishment. Sean's scary, spooky seances. Um, yeah, that's, that's some good alliteration, yeah, Sean. I've been doing well for business. If, if we just light the candle. What's your turnover? Um, not not great. We're, <laughs> we're in a massive loss at the moment. Um, yeah, but what are your actual turnovers like? What? Nothing in, in competition to the actual hardware company. No. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay, we're just going to light the candle that, that, that brings in the, the spirits from the other world. And that's we're just not, all, that looks just like a tea light. All, it's, just, all, it's, 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 not, it's not in a big candle. It's, it's all I can afford on my budget. Um, Fair enough. Not surprised. The dead don't pay very much. You, you really need to refelt the roof. Yeah. The rain is on my head. Honestly, you're like. I know it's a low ball in the competition, but you were the cheapest psychic by like seventy percent. Like you were a good, like almost a hundred pounds. Like you, are, you are, you are dirt cheap. <laughs> Look, some of yeah. us have got to make a living, and and, and and some of us would suggest that because I'm not living such a lavish lifestyle, and all I have is this this meagre abode that you are sitting in, that I could actually be the real deal because definitely people would pay for, not pay for the real. deal there's no logic to it or I'm, just, <laughs> I'm on really hard times anyway we're all going to join hands and okay. um, we're going to usher in well, we're all going to usher okay. in this 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 spirit of, of Ben okay Ben I now invite you into the room there's some tasty memes Ben Ben there are some tasty memes <laughs> I, can, I can feel him I can feel him I can, I can smell that? the hairspray the Senate. Ben, it's you. <laughs> the Senate. The Senate. The Senate. The Senate. The Senate. If Donald Trump gets in, will you pass any of his motions? Yes. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Senate. Ben, your, your dedication to Donald Trump has, has increased considerably since you were alive. Since I've died, I've seen the light. Of Trump. <laughs> the light of Trump. Ben. I sound awfully like Jordan, but... I'm definitely Ben. Oh, and you, no, you're channeling Jordan. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. channeling Ben. It's coming through my voice box, through Jordan's voice box. Um, um, I'm Ben. I've, I've got some hairspray. I've got some tasty memes. What 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 have you called me here for? Ben, um, uh, firstly, I want to ask, actually, just I'm curious, what is death like? What is it like to die? It's it's not as fun as I thought it would be. Okay. How did you die then? I, I tripped over a oh, yeah, we've already big dang chasty <laughs> meme. Ne- never mind, Ben, never mind. And I don't care. Robbie actually missed out the bit where I, I got lodged in my throat. Um, mm. and, and oh, I didn't know that. Maybe yeah. I do care. Because usually, usually ben, ben consumes memes and then vomits them out at people. Yes. That's, that's Ben. James? 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 Yes. Hi. Um, final word of the show. Werewolf. Episode 71 Dog Killer Johnson versus the World. Do you feel that you're more equipped now to deal with the day to day burden of people asking for help, being in cars, <laughs> yeah. 
or being photographers. I feel like this is a terrible, terrible advice for anyone who's maybe a fresher going into a university environment where at some point you're going to come past a car, a photographer, or somebody who wants your help. Yeah, or somebody that offers to uh, kill your dog. Oh, yeah. Wait, sorry, that's more of a threat, isn't it? Somebody (laughs) threatens to kill your dog. All right, but yeah. Um, I just wondered, I I, I see your dog needs to be killed. It's breathing at the moment. Just for you, yeah. Just for you. I'll kill your dog for you. I came across that during my dissertation. What? (laughs) So I was just like, I'll kill your dog. What? I was like, but but I'm not even talking to you. I don't have a dog. He was like, go on, find a dog. I'll kill it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Your very eyes. It's like, it's like when you go to that those... That kid gets like, back down on all fours and says, woof. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know when you go to really high-end restaurants and they uh, prepare the food right in front of you? Yeah. You, bring, you bring the dog to the man and he uh, really, he, he, he just like, with great skill, kills it before your very eyes. <laughs> <laughs> then doesn't even skin it and slaps it straight on the grill. You bring him a dog and any implement and he will kill the dog with it. <laughs> Go on, man. Like, like Jason Bourne with a Labrador. <laughs> I'm imagining like the really dramatic cuts in this trailer. Here's a dog. Kill it with this styrofoam cup. And there's like there's people in an office like putting up pictures of his face, going like, "This dog killer Johnson was a top trained dog killing operative in the CIA." <laughs> But now he's gone rogue and he's killing dogs left, right, and centre. And you've got shots like duh, 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 like really stabby bits of him just killing dogs with various implements. And when one he's like hitting it over the head with a garden gnome. <laughs> he walks into a cafe and there he is. He orders his coffee. He sits down calmly. He comes in. He has it. He sees it. They've got it written on the coffee. Doctor Johnson. <laughs> he gently begins to sip it. He's got right through the. Like the, the J and the O, because I imagine that's how it works when you sip this coffee. At which point, he spots a sign, guide dogs allowed, and he sees, he hears the bell go, he sees the door move. A single comes, bead of sweat rolls down his head. In comes a blind man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Stevie Wonder, and he's got a dark guide dog. It's not Stevie Wonder, um, it's, just, it's just a black blind guy. <laughs> he's got a guide dog, and there he is. He walks up to the counter. He misses it slightly because he's, he's blind. It's forgivable. At which point, Dog Killer Johnson, he's, he's been doing this a long time. He's a professional. But he can't help himself. He's got no self-control. He walks over to the guide dog and he picks up his coffee and he pours it over the dog. He blinds the guide dog. <laughs> the, the, it's now incredibly ironic situation. The blind are literally leading the blind. And, the, and he grabs the, 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 the blind guide dog has to get an additional guide dog that's smaller than itself. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's a constant loop. And Dog Killer Johnson keeps coming across them. Blinding them. And they have to get increasingly smaller dogs to lead this blind dog Stevie Wonder chain. Until everywhere he goes, it's like a blind Santa Claus and his reindeer kind of situation. (laughs) One dog with a glowing nose. <laughs> I'm Thrasher and Dasher and blind fucking Cutson. <laughs> you know, what, I do you remember a few weeks ago when we spoke about how when you get like Kevin Smith, mm. who says in his podcast, "Oh, wouldn't it be good to have a film about a man who gets turned into a walrus?" Yeah, I think this is our equivalent of that. This is it. We could do. We, we need to do a screenplay about a man who can't stop killing or blinding dogs, <laughs> <laughs> and this one Russian doll of a man. Who keeps who he keeps encountering <laughs> and repeatedly blinding his dogs. You're joking, but I genuinely think there's 
I, I think those I are, there's, there's, there's at least a sketch there. There's at least, yeah, there's, there's something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and you're there, and you're mining your mithril with all of your, your, your sexy, sexy, sweaty dwarf friends. Um, and you, just, you turn to each other and you go, I'm so exhausted. And the other one's go, oh, I'm as well. And you think... Oh, we, we need something to um to just perk us back up and to, to bring team morale back up to, to, to standards. This is what they told us to do in that management meeting. And then before you know it, you're all clad in latex. <laughs> there's uh, there's sweat and and lumpy um gravel reminiscent dwarf com flying everywhere. Gravel reminiscent dwarf com. Yeah, Jordan. It's gravel easy. reminiscent. Jordan, this is my erotic fan fiction series. <laughs> the dwarf's com will be whatever I want it to look like. <laughs> uh, could you imagine every time you ejaculated, you ejaculated like fifty kidney stones? That's just, that would not be healthy. That's that's what the dwarves do. <laughs> <laughs> if they've got like a, a a rock penis though, then it's okay. Then it sort of just chips off and it replenishes. <laughs> what what an image and what a vivid sensation I'm getting. Tell you what, just like you, every time chipping you, a bit of your dick off. Do you know who the real strangers are here today? Who? It's, it's us from the rest of society. <laughs> Jordan. Final word of the show. Other than Stranger Things, he's really good. Fascism. Episode 72, Make Nottingham Great Again Live. Gary Johnson, to me, is like someone heard of right-wing politics and went, I kind of like that. I'll just take that like to its logical extreme. So it's like one of his policies is he would abolish the Department of Education just because... Wait, what? Yeah, he would, he would abolish... Is that an actual the, policy? Yeah, he yeah, would abolish, he would the, abolish Depart- the Department of Education. He would abolish the Federal Bank. Um, he would basically just get. He went well. I don't like uh, the government being involved in business or schools or anything. Just get rid of all of it. Just be done with Scrap it. Scrap it all. Start yeah, again. Just get, just get, get rid of it all. Like, and he'd he'd reduce um, like government spending by forty three percent. Wait, almost half of government spending. Yeah, he would Gary cut. Johnson would cut. Yeah, because he's got rid of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no policy. The only thing he's still paying is his salary. <laughs> Is that what he's going to do? He's going to take almost half of like the money in the Federal Reserve and just put it in his own bank account. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a like, grand swindle. <laughs> is, is that what wants... Bob's like? Now that I've caught everything, I guess there's no money to put everything in. So, well, <laughs> well, guess there's nowhere to put this. I'm gonna just gonna keep it. Just keep it on the side. <laughs> that money was just resting in my account. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, that's Gary Johnson. He's sort of like he's he's just making up as he goes along. Seemingly, there was this whole thing. He was on um, one of the sort of uh, US news shows, and he was asked about the, the crisis in Aleppo, and he said, "What's Aleppo?" Oh. Um, because he's basically <laughs> just an idiot who somehow has swindled his way to be the head of a party that for some reason has put him on the ballot in every state so he can realistically become not realistically but he can become president um so yeah that's that's how it's on the u.s political system um i don't know whether your impressions are any different no that's a pretty fantastic analogy i'd say you've covered everything there thank you i didn't expect the full kind of powerpoint you had going on there yeah yeah i pour seven minutes of effort into this um (laughs) Uh, all you really needed there was like a laser pointer and a big TED sign, and yeah. you got it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the Venn diagram. I don't think I can ever disagree with the Venn diagram. It looks like the MasterCard logo. Ben, what's your second favourite kind of diagram? The Venn diagram. <laughs> what is a Venn diagram? It's like a Venn diagram, but it's got my name on it. <laughs> so it's a Venn diagram, but changed for copyright wait, 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 wait. purposes. What about, yeah, what, about Venn, okay, what about a Venn diagram? On one side, you've got Venn diagrams that include Ben's name. 
on the other <laughs> side, you've got Venn diagrams that don't What's need to be Venn's name. And in the middle, you've got Venn <laughs> diagrams. <laughs> this has got ultimately no meta. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, so we're sure you all turned up for jokes about Venn diagrams <laughs> yeah. tonight. Was that not intentional? Hillary Clinton. If we could all describe Hillary Clinton in a word, what would that word be? Ooh. Um... Like uh, she's okay. This is more than one word, but like a Democrat operating system. <laughs> <laughs> she's the she's the Windows Seven yeah. of of the US. <laughs> nobody really wanted her, and nobody really agrees with the changes she implemented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her biggest um, her biggest donor for the two thousand eight political campaign she ran um, in order to be the Democratic uh, candidate. Obviously, Obama won in the end. Uh, her biggest donator is now in jail for fraud. Um, really? That was how he made all his money. Yeah, he's now a big criminal man. Um, yeah, that was... Oh, big criminal job man. Job title. Yeah. The worst <laughs> supervillain. I don't know why they didn't catch him sooner. <laughs> Hello, I'm John, the big criminal man. Um, no, I imagine no. it's a moment like in a sort of Saturday morning cartoon show. It is I, big criminal man. And he pulls off the mask and he's got like a, a moustache that he um, just starts instinctively twirling. <laughs> and he has a French accent and a stripy suit. <laughs> oh, 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 it is me, he's a big criminal man. His, his name was Norman Hussou. So I think he could be French. Norman Hussou, as they say in France. Oh. That's, that's, that's French for Norman Hussou. He was born Norman Hussou, but after a big criminal man accident, he became big criminal man. He was walking down the street and a lorry tipped over and, and crime cr- spilled all over him. <laughs> he was covered in big criminal men and he emerged as the big criminal man. He was bitten by a radioactive Wall Street banker. <laughs> um, this is a quote that Donald Trump said uh, of the Lewinsky Gate scandal. If Hillary Clinton couldn't even satisfy her husband... How can she satisfy the American people? Wow. <laughs> surely, surely that like that suggests that when Trump becomes president, it's going to suck all of our dicks. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> I've got a tremendous idea. Fosway's lips are bucking at all times. <laughs> when I become president, I'm going to suck all your dicks. <laughs> I give a great blowjob. All of my <laughs> friends tell me that I give the most <laughs> tremendous oral sex. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll hire a whole load of prostitutes to make Mexico pay for it. <laughs> also, with his little hands, he makes your dick look enormous. <laughs> <laughs> no, suddenly, the orange becomes a few shades lighter. <laughs> Um, I find it interesting looking at Hillary Clinton um, because I, I think that this Trump is, doesn't. <laughs> I think that this is always going to be a very interesting uh, sort of time for history to look back on in American politics. Do we want to look back at this as a time of progressive political change? And we had consecutively the first ever African American president, immediately followed by the first ever female president. Or we remember it as this sort of time when we had one slightly progressive African-American president immediately followed by a fascistic megalomaniac what's-it. Go <laughs> <laughs> mm. forth my wiener pigeons. Has anyone ever tried to phone the KKK before? Wait, what? That's I've, tried to, you can do. I've tried to phone the KKK Do they have a before. hotline? Yes, they do. And <laughs> like the and Samaritans, but if, if you ring up and you're black, they go, go kill yourself. The, and, and Does that, it put you through to an, expense, an extension? No, like for, no. for crosses and gasoline, please press one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, for it, white hoods, press two. 
like I can't make this up, but the fact, like, if you if you if you phone them, their answer phone message says something along the lines of the Ku Klux Klan. If it ain't white, it ain't right. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to hear? And, 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 and then it beeps for the message. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. Thank you, everyone who helped arrange this or set this up, or everyone who turned up. Thank you for also staying until the very end, <laughs> even though we've overrun by about 45 minutes yeah. or something like that. So, yeah. Jordan, I think you've earned it. President Reynolds, President final Reynolds. speech of the show. <laughs> we've been waiting long enough. Come on. Find a word of the show. Come on. Improv it. Um, <laughs> Malt Cross. Thank you all for coming. Disappointment. Episode 73 of BizElfest 2K16. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. How are you? We're here at Lethal Bizzlefest 2007... 2016? 2016. 2016. 2016 2016. My favourite year Bizzle-o so far. <laughs> and we're here. We're going to be here in a moment with Lethal Bizzle, the most popular man in the world. However, in the meantime, how have you been finding the festival so far? I have found it really, really good. My favourite act was the one that did music. Yes. And above yes. all else, I, 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 I like the crowds, I like the atmosphere, I like that everybody is so openly taking drugs. Yes, yeah, I think the atmosphere, the crowd, and the fact that people are openly taking drugs are fantastic. Um, I also find my personal highlight, though, was that I used a lady's toilet. Uh, really? How, yeah. how was that? Uh, it was empty. I thought, I'll use it. It was liberating. It smells so much nicer than the men's toilet. And I thought to myself, do you know what? Seeing as this is only the second time I've ever used a lady's toilet, I'm going to mark the occasion. So I sat for a while. I let myself, I let my bowels fester. Fester skank. Hit song by Lethal Bizzle, the world's most popular man. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm going to brew up a really good fart. So I did. And now the room stinks. Also, I was interested to see they still have condom machines in ladies' toilets. Yeah. Why, wasn't expecting why, that. Why, why, why that? I don't know, because they don't have penises, do they? On the I whole. I know, I know. But you... On the whole, like 90% of women I've come across don't have penises. I just don't understand people trusting condom Do you know who the, the 10% is? Who? It's your mum. What? <laughs> your mum is 10% of the women I've met, and she's got a dick. What? So you're saying that 10%, one yeah. in every 10 women that you've met, yes. is my mum with a penis? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am saying that. Who are you? Meeting? Who are these women that look like my mum and well, have penises? No, they're, they're mostly just your mum. That's <laughs> most of the women I've come across. So here we are, Little Bizzles on stage, singing the song he's best known for, Festa Skank. I didn't even realise he was that big a fan of sort of drug-induced dancing, all very specific characters from the Adams family. Robbie, what do you have to say about this? I thoroughly dislike this man. I think he is a horrible, horrible person. I am, I am disgusted with him, I want to be out of here as soon as possible. He's the sort of man I, I, I thoroughly am just uncomfortable to be around. I, I feel as though he is inside me, inside my skin. I can penetrate me like anyone he's ever been on a date with. He is a serial date rapist. I know this because my sister went out with him. I like him. Thank you very much. Have a lovely week. Robbie, final word of the show. Oh, I wasn't expecting to do this. Let's ramble for a bit until I eventually get round to saying the final word, which is, of course, skunk. And here's a message 
I'm recording just to make it seem like I didn't forget to edit down highlights episode 74 until the last minute when I'm actually uploading the thing. Um, so yeah, that didn't happen. I didn't forget. Um, there just were no highlights. Sorry, Jack, personally to you as the man we interviewed about having listened to every episode of the podcast within the space of a couple of weeks. Um, sorry to the, I think there was a funny bit about Pokemon games or something that Ben did. Sorry to that. Sorry to everyone else involved in that episode. Um, Sorry to Kevin Smith, because we officially overtook him for the space of a few hours directly before recording that episode. We were above him on the official iTunes chart. We were number 99. He was number 100 in the comedy charts. Uh, sorry to everyone else in the world. And sorry to your mum for what I did last night. Because um, I didn't tidy up after myself um, in the, the, the living room. I just left like a cushions everywhere, dinner plates. It was terrible. Episode 75 in memory of Jordan D.L. Reynolds, 1923-2016. A loving husband and father of twin girls, Jordan was a talented musician who kept his true identity as R.E.M. guitarist Peter Buck secret to all. Born in 1956, Jordan is really, really old, and frankly it's probably about time he was dead anyway. His successful career as an axe slayer was matched only by his mildly successful career in comedy, Reinventing himself as a young boy from Telford in 1992, Peter got so deep into character he forgot he was ever even in R.E.M. Whilst the Jordan Reynolds character was initially intended as an elaborate joke, Peter became attached to Jordan, and in time became Jordan, just as we all came to know Jordan. It all came full circle when Jordan was one of the founding members of Derby's top comedy podcast, Verbal Discharge. The only photogenic member of the group, there was some debate as to whether Jordan was genuinely really, 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 really handsome, or whether he was just really handsome, but standing next to individuals who looked like a hairy chicken nugget, bespectacled David Morrissey, and an adolescent boy dressed as an early noughties David Bowie for Halloween, made him look even hotter than he already was. Although, like, I'm looking down at his body now, and I can tell you, he is not the only stiff in the room. It was these dashing good looks that saw him crowned Telford's sexiest man 16 years in a row, beating out Blackburn Rovers centre forward Elliot Bennett and Freeman from Shrewsbury who claimed to have an aunt from Telford so therefore qualified. He held the title for 16 straight years and should probably continue to hold it for some time if his sexy sexy corpse is anything to go by. He must, he must have one hell of an embalmer. I wanna, I wanna get his number and hire him for my aunt. If you could please turn to page 18 in your festival programme. Could the congregation please rise and sing hymn number 14? She was the most kind of captain with her fame and her platform in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, he is stark coming, and I know stark coming. That's the rules, and I hit the ground running. It makes sense not to live with fun. Your brain gets smart, your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't know. Hey now, you're a cool star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a 
We all have many happy memories of Jordan, and these we must hold dear in our hearts and cherish as he cherished us. But now, now we must lay him to sleep. Sleep that will never end. End like this episode of Verbal Discharge. John, final word of the show. Funeral. I don't tend to believe in conspiracy theories. 9-11 was not perpetrated by George W. Bush. The world is actually spherical, and Doritos are actually much worse than regular tortilla chips. But there's one that actually holds weight for me. A large, hairy father that haunts the mountaintops that even the most rugged fear to tread. The South Americans call him El Padre Grande. The Japanese call him Bigu Dadu. And the people of New Zealand, they call him Big Did. Episode 76, Transmogrification and the Adventures of Big Dad. You're on, you're on the bottom of a big hill. It's been snowing. It's a really big hill. It goes up pretty much towards the sky. Okay. You, look the, you look up the hill. It swings in the distance. It's a big foot. And it's <laughs> snowboarding really fast towards you. <laughs> 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 and and you can see the look in his face and he's like he's really angry he's teeth are gritted his eyes are fucking red dude what do you do um st- step out the way step out the way yeah. extend and well no I, I stay in the same spot for ages but the thing is he doesn't realise I'm standing in front of a brick wall oh no because everyone oh. knows yetis can't see walls oh yeah fair um, yeah it's like birds can't see windows um, they ha- that's why they have to use Apple computers. Uh, no, so they, oh. sorry. Um, so no, the the he comes towards me, and just at the last second before he's about to reach out and grab me and smash me, <laughs> I step out the way, and he heads straight into the wall. Bam, bam. Before it's no more. It's got a force field though. <laughs> In that case. Probably done for. Yeah, no, he's, he's massive as well. He's crushing with his big hands. Yeah, oh, but if he's got false field, he can't pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> so he just keeps re- trying to. But he can't quite get to me. I'm just pushed away. No, it's, it's like the force fields in Star Wars Episode One when he can really he can't really shoot through it or anything, but he can walk through it. Right. So like, so you could walk through a force field, but he is massive. So that force field is pretty much like twenty foot out. Okay. So you can actually walk through this force well, field. Well, I'd go for. One rugby tackle and causing max injuries. Yeah, uh, okay. Max injuries comes to help you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a summonable character. Yeah. Max the ma- injuries. I show him the max injury symbol in the sky. He, comes. And he kind of flops out because all his bones <laughs> yeah. are broken. Shows these like these like cinematic sort of like shots of him. Of you like, like summon max injuries, and you shoot you, know, you shoot your hand into the sky, and then like lightning comes down, and he goes, "Oh, max injuries!" And he goes, Vroom, so it zaps. It like just runs past him three times, and Bigfoot goes, "Oh, oh, oh!" And then it goes thirty-nine damage. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, Bigfoot has no bones left in his body. And he's like, "That's Bigfoot battle music." <laughs> and you give him a load of stat assailments yeah. like, paralysed <laughs> blind <laughs> Max oh. Injuries defeated Bigfoot no Max Injuries is only a summon well, 
So it, it, it's, Robbie Robbie against, it's Robbie against Bigfoot. Well, no. Because Bigfoot. Yeah, because the summon would then fade out, and yeah, then yeah. you'd come back into shot, and then the like the victory music would yeah. play. Which I can only like when I think of victory music. It's just Final Fantasy music. Gain seventy-eight XP. What did you get from Bigfoot? What's his drops? His drops. His tears. His dropping. His big feet. His big feet. You get a pair of big feet. You need them in order to climb the mountain. Okay. You have to put your hands in fight inside the feet, and then Bigfoot's big feet. They work like suction cups. Right, you, you stick your hands in the in the big bloody stumps <laughs> inside the ankles, and then for massive on you, like the crazy, yeah. you, you look ridiculous to be honest. But like you've been, this but, isn't but, a fashion like, statement. This is a mission. The world like suction goes up, and you climb the mountain, and, and you get and, to the top, and, and then it's 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 a double bluff. And actually, Bigfoot was just the mini boss, yes, and, yeah. and Bigfoot's big father, or Bigfoot's <laughs> big, big dad, big dad, <laughs> big dad a bit. Big, big dad is twice as big as Bigfoot. He's got a, he's got a beard. <laughs> I'm reading glasses. Is that those my son's feet? <laughs> I know him. He's on oh, anywhere. Your boyfriend's here. <laughs> oh, your boyfriend's here. And he makes a joke. He's like, "Oh no, I'm afraid." He goes, "Hi, you afraid? I'm Big Dad." <laughs> and he stamps on you. <laughs> No, I was going to say the twist is you get to the mountain and you become Bigfoot. <laughs> you've replaced him. It's like the Santa Claus. You've, you've killed Bigfoot and now, now you've become Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> They're putting on his big feet. You can't ever take the big feet off and slowly, just from where the big feet have been attached, you get... But the thing fur. is, they're, they're on your hand, so you become an upside-down Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. mangled Bigfoot. It's, like, it's just like Bigfoot, but he's got, a, fa- doing a, it's, it's, it's got a face where his crotch is. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> you summon Max Andrews to try and help. You, can't, <laughs> you can't summon you Max Andrews anymore. You, you, you've only got Bigfoot abilities. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's overwritten all your actual summons. Yeah, Big, Bigfoot doesn't have any MP, so he only uses special abilities. He scampers around like some procedurally generated spore creature. <laughs> <laughs> the screaming no, Bigfoot exactly face of a scratch. That's a weird spore creature. He, he dances crop. around like really weird. And chicken legs <laughs> coming out of his massive Bigfoot. Well, well, well still have human feet, so you'd have yeah, the screaming a Bigfoot crotch yeah. and then like a mangled human face with, with legs coming out. I'm going to create this creature in sport. Upside down Bigfoot and Big Dad. When you, when, when you dance upside down Bigfoot, his mouth clips into his body. He goes... Oh, 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 oh. Robbie, final word of the show. Bit burger. Episode 77, A Very Verbal Discharge, Nativity Live. My nativity story was a bit of an interesting one. I was, I was cast um, in an incredible lead role. Um, I, I think it was potentially Oscar-worthy, but I, uh, you know, I wouldn't like to put myself out there. Yeah, um, I, I was a camel. Oh. Um, and my entire role was to wear sort of a little brown tunic. Um, and I had, a, again, like you say, sort of the, a shitty paper camel mask. And my entire role was for when the three wise men came onto the stage, one of them had to have their hands on my back as if riding me. (laughs) And then they sort of plonked me down at the front of the stage and I had to kneel there. And they were very, very specific about these stage directions. Presumably (laughs) to just give me something to think about. I had to kneel with my legs under me and my hands on my knees. And I thought, I'm not having that. That's that's not a good enough role. I don't have the Not for I, James Bosson. 
Because I was forever the exhibitionist. So, um, <laughs> oh boy. So what what I decided to do, um, unbeknownst to anyone, I, I didn't tell anyone that I was going to do this. Um, I didn't put on any underwear under my little camel tunic. Um, and when I knelt at the front of the stage, I decided to, at several points over the course of the play, just lift the tunic <laughs> and flash my penis at the audience. Well, wait, 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 which is terrible for, like, for the people like, filming the children for that play, because like, <laughs> like, they now have child porn. On the... Oh, we've got to burn this tape. <laughs> Um, but no, it, it was interesting because my um, my dad obviously filmed it as all dads do when they go to see their children's nativity plays. As, as all dads do when they see their little boy's penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can see my dad filming it from the back and as it starts happening, you can see the camera shaking <laughs> as my dad begins to laugh. Master that whole. And then um, it, it, it stops when one of the teachers runs over to the side of the stage and just smacks me across the back <laughs> of the head and goes, stop it! And well, I was like, fine. And I was a, I was a good little camel from then on. <laughs> I assume that Jason Statham you see on screen and the Jason Statham that actually is, that, that I assume there's just no difference. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, there isn't. We were talking earlier about when we like cut the mouth out of a Jason Statham uh, cinema standee and then just did quotes of it through his... Through his yeah, oh, I got, my I got God. Really yeah, that's, angry. A, that's a story worth telling. Uh. Uh, so, for those of you that don't know, me and Ben used to work in a cinema, um, and we stole slash uh, procured um, the giant standee for The Expendables Part 3. It had a, it had a lovely little staith on it, it had a lovely little uh, Stallone on it. And mm. we brought it back... And, and, and third character for Gil. And we, we, <laughs> we brought it back to our house, and Robbie developed, I think, a genuine intimate connection yeah. with the cardboard cutout of Jason Statham. I, I would say and any time been... anyone went near it, he'd get so defensive. I've, I know Statham can normally look after himself, but <laughs> it, this, this happens when you get... You, when you get flat I, I've, I got close to that Statham um, cutout than I have to any human being ever. It was... Yeah. Because he was right next to a Sylvester Stallone, and we just used to throw darts at that. Yeah. And any time someone accidentally hit Statham, like Robbie would just go furious. <laughs> like, just blood in his eyes, yeah. absolutely livid. I'd basically become Statham. So eventually, I think like when uh, Robbie was still downstairs, um, I started cutting the mouth out of Jason Statham because I thought it'd be funny to start speaking behind it, like use it, put put stick my mouth through Statham's mouth and and start quoting Statham at Robbie, and maybe Robbie will love me too. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then Robbie got so upset about it, like you you like physically trying to literally, like with all your might. To Which isn't much, me, admittedly. Trying to push me away from her. So I, like, remember, I remember no, hearing the commotion the... and like coming downstairs thinking, what the fuck has happened here? And Ben had a knife in his hand and was <laughs> going for Statham. And Robbie's just forcing back, like, get away from it! No! <laughs> and then and then you ripped his head off. Oh, yeah. I was on the other side of the room. You made me watch that. That was horrible. <laughs> <Are> we... <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do, we, do we cleave it in twain with a baseball bat? <laughs> you you saw no, him with a baseball bat. Like, Robbie, you, you were just sat in a corner no, of the it room was look, like... looking defeated as Ben held eye contact with you and sawed the head off Jason Statham. <laughs> but then the thing, no, the worst that's thing was... That's what Robbie. That's <laughs> what he said, cunt. That's what he said on the racist <laughs> things recently. In one hand, he had Statham's, like, Statham's head and a knife. In the, round the other side, he had a school bus full of kids <laughs> and they was going to throw into the Trent. <laughs> and I had to make a choice. We're trying in Derby. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a re- you've got really long arms, Mister yeah. Tickle. Um, 
it was. I'm hot. I'm really wide. I'm really wide, really strong hands. As, as wide and strong enough to pick up a school bus and hover <laughs> above the trend in the next fucking city. I don't know. I think the, the most remarkable thing about this, though, is my eyesight because I could see it in the trend. Like, I don't think enough people are focusing on that. And then Robbie, like, with his chameleon eyes, staring in different directions, like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> and in the end, I had to let the state go. And it was yeah. tragic, and I cried. Yeah, no, <laughs> I the, wish that was a joke. The, um, the, the, the best part about it, for me, was that when you were sat in the corner, not able to deal with it, um, Ben just really, really quietly whispered to me, Imagine this is a journalist in Syria. <laughs> <laughs> and then just started soaring. Just clarify. You can't say that anything about me, exactly ben, like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sorry, does no one no, else have anyone? No, no, Merry no, Christmas. No, no, no. Yeah, Final word of the show. Do, do we, uh, Jordan. Jordan. Could you, okay. No, not me. You always pick on me. I, I was, oh, okay. I, uh, uh, no. Robbie. What? Hi. Robbie. Hi. Final word of the show. Christmas. Time? No, that's not the fun. Chris- Christmas. Oh. Christmas. Cool. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you some other time. Well, there you have it. That brings Verbal Discharge's 2016 Best of Spectacular grinding to a close. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I know we certainly enjoyed recording it. We had a lot of fun over the course of the year. We had a lot of stress, a lot of frantic deadlines to meet, a lot of stuff that was rushed in the very last minute. But we've done some really, really cool things, and I hope that you have enjoyed listening to all of those things. Um, As much as we've done a lot of things this year, there is an awful, awful lot of people out there who have helped us to look good or sound good or arrange interviews or performances or put us in touch with the right people or bail us out and help us at the very, very last minute. There's just a lot of people that have helped us. So if it's all right with you, I would just like to take a moment to thank all of those people. Uh, I'd like to start by thanking everyone at UDSU and Phantom Media. This includes Bobby Eccles, who is a wonderful, handsome bastard, and never leaves us disappointed. He's he's always been there whenever we've needed him last minute to help us make connections or make contact with the right people. Um, I would also like to thank Luke Acott, the station manager, for being fantastically supportive to us. I would like to thank Dan Clarkson and Nikki Williams from the tech team for being wonderful tech wizards and witches, respectively, and helping us out whenever we needed it, no questions asked. I would like to thank everyone at Generation Green and specifically Kyle Balderson for helping us to arrange the Natalie Bennett interview. Similarly, I would like to thank Natalie Bennett for coming into the station and yes, whilst she did give us a politician's answer and could not give us a straight response to any of the questions that we asked, she was very good-humoured and she actually took the time to come in on a whim when she had probably many, many, many better things to be doing and sit down with three students and just talk about politics and Action Man for a period of time. So thank you, Natalie. See you next week, babe. Um, I would like to thank everyone who appeared on episode 57, How to Appoint a New Dischargee, everyone that we interviewed in an attempt to find a replacement for Jordan. Sorry, Jordan. Um, this includes Shannon Colley, thank you. Tyler Smith, thank you. Matt Beckett, thank you. 
Dan Clarkson again, thank you. Dan Webber, thank you. Um, I would like to take the opportunity to thank the Maypole and its owner, Martin Ridgway, for putting up with us, letting us not only do several live performances in the space there, but also for being generally good sports and letting us use their back room as a recording space and always being on hand whenever we needed anything from them. Thank you so much. I would like to thank the Malt Cross for allowing us to put on the Make Nottingham Great Again show. It was incredible, really, really good atmosphere, good to get out and perform at Nottingham. Even if we didn't get the cave that we originally promised, that's okay. They still put us up. Thank you, Malt Cross. I would like to thank um, the Derby Comedy Festival for putting us on the Comedy Festival uh, alongside many, many significantly more talented acts and going out on a limb and actually allowing us to participate. Similarly, I would like to thank the Nottingham Comedy Festival. Oh my God, two comedy festivals. What more could you want? Um, I would like to thank Isaac Smith, Josh Beardsley, and for the third time, Dan Clarkson for doing the tech support at all of our live performances. Thank you all. We could not do it without your help. None of us are tech savvy in the slightest way, and you all enabled us to go up there and deliver some comedy magic. Thank you all so, so much. I would like to take this opportunity to thank Specty Jim for recording narration lines for the Christmas Nativity Show. He's got a wonderful, wonderful voice, and we were very, very happy to work with him. I would also like to thank him for attending numerous performances of ours. Thank you, Jim. Really, really appreciated that. Um, I would like to thank Eddie Johnston for supporting us at the Make Nottingham Great Again show. Um, he not only opened the show for us, but when everything went wrong, as soon as we went on stage and none of the tech stuff was working, without a second's hesitation, he rushed to our rescue and entertained the song, uh, sorry, entertained the audience with a song for two or three minutes whilst we sorted everything out. He's also a lovely, lovely bloke and he helped us to calm our nerves a little bit when we were backstage with him. Thank you, Eddie. You're fantastic. Um, I would like to thank our golden golden saviour on more occasions than i can possibly think to count neil monroe neil has gone above and beyond the call of duty with us this year and has always been nothing short of a gem he has helped us to uh, arrange live shows often in the very very last minute when we're short on supplies or we need something or we needed someone to come along and film or do sound or just do anything he's always been there to support us whenever we've needed him and we really really appreciate it neil you are fantastic and you've got very nice facial hair um i would like to take an opportunity to give perhaps the biggest thank you i possibly could to daniel david weber of furthest from the sea um, Dan has been beyond wonderful for us this year. He has done so much. I, I can't even begin to stress how important he's been. He very kindly took us under his wing when we left university and we left the safety of Phantom Media. He was always there to support us, to help us make connections and to just be around and just be a good friend to us. Um, Dan Weber none of this could have happened without you you truly are a gem we all love you very very dearly thank you um i would like to take an opportunity now to thank everyone's mums 
from the Verbal Discharge team. I would like to thank Ben's mum, Tracy Knight. I would like to thank Robbie's mum, Kay Owen. Thank you, Kay. I would like to thank Karen Toby Toby Reynolds, not just for producing as wonderful a son as Jordan is, but for having the name Toby Toby and (laughs) being a consistent joke on the show. Thank you for being so tolerant of us. Uh, And I would like to thank my own mum, Sally Bosson. Thank you, mum, for always putting up with me whenever I'm messing around doing weird podcast shit. And you've always been there to support me and help me through that. Thank you. It does mean a lot. Um, I would also, finally, like to thank the respective girlfriends of each member of Verbal Discharge. Um, They have all been so willing to let us steal away their other halves for whenever we've needed them, for whatever purpose. Thank you for supporting us. Um, This includes Shannon Colley, Jordan's girlfriend. Thank you, Shannon. Katie Mitchell, Ben's girlfriend. Thank you, Katie. And my own lovely, lovely girlfriend, Rhea Greenacre. Thank you. Love you very much. And that brings us to a bit of an end of things. Um, Thank you again to not only every single person who I just named, but everyone who actually took the time over the past year to listen to a podcast, to humour us on Facebook, and especially a huge, huge thanks to every single person who came to a live show. Um, We might not always have the time to give people the thanks that they deserve, but whenever people actually take the time out to listen to our stuff and to support us in doing something that we are greatly interested in, it really, really does mean the world. I can't begin to thank you enough. Uh, This isn't just for us. We don't do discharge just for our own egos, even though, yes, admittedly, that is quite a big part of it. But we do it for you guys, for the listeners, for the people that download the shows, to listen to the shows every week, for the people that, for whatever reason, still find us funny, such as Jack Connington. Thank you all so, so much. I can't wait for you to see what we're going to do in 2017. We should have a really awesome year. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned. Thank you, as ever, for listening. You are all beautiful. Thank you.